Okay, well, I am joined here by some special guests because this month is May, which means it is Mission May. This is a new initiative that we have started just this year. And it's just going to be a time for us uh, to reflect and take a little look at some of the organisations that we partner with. So I'm really, really excited to be seeing a number of different people over the coming weeks come and share with us with the great work that is going on in Luton and internationally, um, which is going to be great. And today, I am really, really, really just honoured to introduce some of our very own missionaries from our own church. We have got Bev and Youssef. Can we have a big round of applause? Even at home, you can clap away. So we're going to discuss all today about what it is that you guys do. But first, just tell us you are missionaries, but you're also normal people. Not normal people, but you do, you do normal daily stuff. Tell us a little bit about your day-to-day life, what, what it is that you do, um, who you are, how long you've been at our church. Okay, um, my name is Bev, for those of you that don't know. Um, we've been at LCF for around six years. Um, We have three children who are 20, 19 and 14. Um, I work as a school teacher here in Luton, as a primary school teacher. Um, And in my spare time, I am passionate about mission. Wonderful. Well, my name is Yusuf. Salam alaikum. Alaikum salam. My name is Yusuf. I'm originally from Egypt. Uh, As Bev said, we have been here six years. Uh, Here we've been sent from our church in Jordan to serve the Lord first. We spent six years in Jordan, and then we 14 years in Spain, and then our church in Jordan sent us to here in Luton. My daily work is um, uh, we have a ministry online, which is increasing so much in the time of pandemic, and as well I'm doing gardening, fencing, helping people, teaching Arabic, teaching English, so we have very busy day. Amazing. I'm going to ask a couple more questions from Bev and Youssef, and then they're going to share without me, which would be fantastic. So just give us a few, um, you know, insights into what exactly is your mission? I absolutely love as well that you've been sent from Jordan to the UK as missionaries. Normally it's the other way around, isn't it? So just give us a little insight. What exactly is your mission? How did it start and why? Um, so we work with a mission called World Horizons, which started in Wales. So it's um, started in a small place in Wales called Llenetli. It's now based all over the world. Um, It was about 35 years ago when one man started to pray and ask God um, how to reach out really to the people around him. And after five years just spent in prayer, he gathered a few local um, young people around him, kind of mixture of of believers and non-believers, brought them all to the Lord strongly and then set off on a a trip to, I think, France first and then across to North Africa. Um, And that was the beginnings of our mission. Um, I'm going to play a little video now, if that's okay, Um, just to give you a flavour of what we're about. On behalf of places and people not yet prayed for. Hear our heart for prayer. On behalf of churches not yet planted. Hear our hearts for the church in remote places. And on behalf of cross-cultural workers not yet sent. Is our heart for all peoples.
World Horizons is a praying, prophetic, pioneering, and pastoral worldwide movement. We are a cross-cultural community of believers joined together by relationship and a common goal, the things that are not yet. Our heart for the hard places has taken us on many journeys around the globe. From the African Sahara to the European Alps. From the Great Wall in the East to the South American jungle. From the mountains of North Africa to the land of the rising sun. From the very Nile to many cities of refuge across Europe and many more far-flung places of the world. Our commitment is for all we do to come out of a heart for listening in prayer. Leading us to action wherever God leads us. World Horizons workers around the world are engaged in church planting, education initiatives, adventure, business, the arts, sports, sharing faith, refugee and healthcare, as well as exhibitions. Being Jesus witnesses where we are and to the ends of the earth, so that his name may be known in every tribe and tongue, and his salvation among all nations. Was that everything you wanted to say about that? Um, not really. That's just a, a little glimpse of the different places and different mm. things that we're involved in. That's amazing. I guess the main thing is that um, it all comes out of a place of prayer. Yeah. So it's a case of asking God what he's doing and joining in rather than just thinking of good things to do and asking him to bless them. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you so much, Bev. And that was an incredible video. If people want to watch that back, could they? If they're on YouTube yeah. and put in World Horizons, and that would yeah. Be on if if you go to World Horizons website, it's on there. But also, it's, just, it's on YouTube if you just um, search for it. Brilliant, yeah. and they also have an Instagram page as well, which I've started following, which looks fantastic. So from those platforms, Youssef, this has been um, a really interesting, crazy few months, year during the pandemic time and I know a lot of organizations and places have been affected but how have you seen Jesus been working through this time? Well in the time of the pandemic we had a great opportunity at the beginning of the pandemic I was a little bit disappointed because our uh, working our mission our uh, evangelism working is depend on relationship with the people to meet people outside to have a coffee and drink and this is the Arabic cultures so I was a little bit disappointed and God opened the doors online ministry we have at least I have at least I'm doing now 250 people are following up from different places in the world mainly from North Africa from the Middle East so we have uh, uh, corresponding ministry 
I remember one girl, she said, I became a believer like two months ago, and I need someone to do follow-up with me. Another guy in Algeria, far away from here, he found Jesus by online, and he found us, and he's doing correspondence course with us. So open uh, uh, online ministry, it is growing in the pandemic time, uh, as well we have Arabic uh, uh, church online every week, I do discipleship course with people as well in Algeria, in Morocco, in Tunisia every week. Uh, build a friendship with the people through online. It is, sorry, it is growing so fast and need to follow up every day. This morning, just I opened the website, the ministry website. I've been contacting with someone in Algeria, one in Libya, and one in Tunisia. So God is doing great job. The churches are increasing in the time of pandemic because people doesn't have anything to know and online, all the young people searching online for the truth and I can say today, we are privileged to see the church growing in the Middle East and North Africa. Amazing. We're talking about hidden church. In Iran, even in Iran, is growing so fast in the time of pandemic. So when the church is closed, when the doors is closed, God opened a new doors, yeah. even in the time of pandemic. Yeah. From my point of view, we are privileged to see this harvest come to Jesus in this difficult time. Amen. Amen. Listen, whenever you guys do talk, I get really excited. There's such a bubbling up that comes within me. So I'm going to get out of the way so these guys can just take the whole platform today to share a little bit more about what God's put on their heart. But can we just pray for them? If you're watching from home, maybe just stretch out your hand towards the TV. If you're in the room, let's just stretch our hands out to them. And Lord, we just thank you for this incredible, incredible couple that you have gifted Luton Christian fellowship with. Lord, we thank you for them. We love them. And I just ask today that as Beth and Yusuf share, that Lord, you will anoint their voice, that their words would travel past this building, past our online stream. But Lord, you would have your way. Holy Spirit be with us. And I ask that there'll be so much expectancy and bubbling over that would stir up in our hearts today as we listen. Give us your ears and your eyes. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, over to you guys. I cannot wait. It's great to be here. It's a great privilege to be able to share with you this morning. And um, what we're bringing this morning is an invitation, an invitation from us to be involved with the things that we're involved with and an invitation from God. So I want to start with these verses from Song of Solomon. They say, My beloved spoke and said to me, Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. And that's an invitation to the bride of Christ. It's an invitation to join him in his journeying, in what he's doing in the world. And I think it's a, an invitation in um, two parts. So firstly, just move on. It's an invitation to the church, to the existing church, to the bride of Christ, to us, to go with him, to join in his mission as he um, brings the world to know himself. Um, and he, he invites us to go. He wants us to go with him. Um, the second part of that 
is an invitation to those who are not yet part of that bride. So those who do not yet know him. The invitation to everybody from whatever background, from whatever religion, from whatever um, social class, from whatever race, from whatever colour. He is inviting every single person to come into a relationship with him. And I just say, before we move on, if there's anybody here today or online who does not know that relationship with Jesus, don't leave it another day. The invitation is for you today. Talk to somebody um, that can, can help you come to know him um, as your Lord and Saviour. Um, and um, yeah, so it, the invitation is to everybody. It's, to ev- it's without exception. However, what about if you've never heard it? So the invitation is there from God, but there are people that have never heard it. And it was this um, realisation that brought me into mission um, 30-odd years ago. So I was, um, just to tell you briefly, I was out in a North African country um, on a prayer trip. um, And one day we went into a, a village up in the mountains, like this one. Um, and we were in this village, a beautiful, beautiful place, and the person that was leading our little group said, in this village, nobody has heard the name of Jesus. And for me, that, I, I was, you know, I didn't know there were people in our world that hadn't heard of Jesus at that point. I didn't know that, and it just shocked me. I was at university at the time, and, um, As students, as Christian students, we used to argue about which version of the Bible was best. We used to have speakers and Bible studies, and there was just such a richness of um, teaching and things that we could have. And yet here I was in this village where they hadn't heard his name. And then across on the hill, um, he said, look across to that um, village over there. Also in that village, nobody's heard of Jesus. And he said, between this village and that village, there are 15 villages, just the same. None of them have heard of Jesus. And it was that day that I decided that my life had to count to make that, to change that um, injustice. It wasn't, you know, a, a flash in the sky, God saying, oh, I want you to come into mission. It was literally, this is not fair. I am going to do something about this. Um, you know, it says... Um, in Romans 10, it says, how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And I challenge you today to ask God, what is your part in that? What is your part today in changing that imbalance, that injustice that we have in this world? Amen. How shall they call on him? whom they have not believed, and how shall they believe in him with whom they know heard? In Luton, we're reaching out to Luton today. I just I'd like to, to talk a little bit about how God gave us a great opportunity in Luton. I like this town. Even people talking bad about Luton. But this is the town that God gave it to us. And God has a purpose to plant this church in Luton and round. At least 122 languages in Luton, nations in Luton. The world is coming to Luton instead of you go to the world. 
And the message of Jesus is go all over the world. Preach the gospel. Start from Jerusalem. And this is our Jerusalem. And you can go beyond as well. Luton, it is a great place to reach out to many nations and to learn from many cultures around us. In Luke 4, 27, it says, and and there were many in Israel with liberty in the time of Elisha, the prophet, yet not one of them was cleansed, only Naaman the Syrian. Have you read this story before? If you wanted to follow this, the whole story, it is in 2 Kings chapter 5. Look at that. Yet not one of them was cleansed. Why? Why only Neman the Syria only received the healing from the Lord? You know why? Because with a little girl has been captive, took as slaves. In a man, the Syrian, in his house. This girl is from the people of God, from the from Jewish girl. And she's been captive in his house. Slave, captive, no parents, away from her family, away from her nation, different culture. But what happened? When she found that my man, the Syrian, he's a liberty, he's ill, he's sick. God, the love of God filled in her heart. And she said to her master, may my master go to this prophet Elisha and he can be healed. She proclaimed the good news in the house of her enemy. Wow. And this is the purpose of the church. In the midst of this world and of the enemy around us, if we didn't have love, we are not going to proclaim the good news. And God used her in that time. She can bring many excuses. I'm enslaved, I'm away from my family. This guy in man, the Syrian, he killed my parents, he killed my family. How come I love him and tell him the good news? But no, she didn't do that. She loved her enemy. And what happened when you follow the story? Naaman the Syrian went to the prophet Elisha, heard the good news from a little girl, from a slave girl. Don't precise the message of Christ. Even the, he, this guy, he's the high, the commander of the army. He listened to this little girl, to the small message. And he went to the Jordan, river of Jordan, and he got healed. This is the message for the church today. In the time of darkness, round us many, maybe your enemies, maybe your neighbor, maybe your colleague, we need to proclaim the good news to the people around us. Especially in the time of the darkness today, in the time of pandemic today, people feel lonely. And this is our purpose today, not to build houses, not to have the fancy car, not to have the fancy company, which is great, no problem. But our purpose is to proclaim the good news. Biggest challenge in Luton, 
We have great challenges in Luton. Three weeks ago, we went to the street again. Every Saturday, we have the privilege to have Matthew Lewis with us, Paul, uh, another uh, brothers from the church, and we start the street ministry. And it's great to see the people face to face again. One of the guys, Moroccan guy, last two weeks, yeah, two weeks ago now, I met him in the street. Hello, salam alaikum, how are you? How's it going? Do you like to take this little tract? So we had a big conversation together. First time he heard the good news. The same day, a Kuwaiti family, the girl is waiting for her mom. I give her the tract. She was very open to listen to the good news. And she said, can I take it with me home? Luton, it is a great place to reach out. Paul Belly, he prayed with two people in the street. Many of them, they are addicted. And God is saving them. We are here to plant the seeds. God never called the church to go and convert the world. He said, no, we are here to preach the gospel. But who can convert the people? The Holy Spirit. My job is to plant the seeds. My job is to talk, to proclaim the good news. My job is to love the people, to help them. My English is rubbish sometimes. But you know what? I'm teaching English as well. Some Arabic families, they asked me to teach English. And I said, wow, that's great. At least now I'm doing it online. Teach them English. Love them. Another a group you can see here, we're sitting at the, f- at the floor eating together. This was last Ramadan. This is a Sudanese group here in Luton. I'm teaching some of them English as well. Go to the house, make a food. Used to be before. So we have great opportunities here to reach out with many different ways. I'm doing sometimes gardening and fencing to help with the ministry. And last week, when someone called me to do his garden, I went there and he said, Yusuf, are you fasting Ramadan? He's an Arabic guy. I said, no, I'm a Christian. He said, but your name is Yusuf. I said, yeah, but I'm a Christian. And I said, wow, are you a Christian? This first time, so we had a big talk together, cutting, doing the gardening, cleaning, me helping together. And God planted me in that house. Week before, someone called me to do his garden as well. And this is gardening ministry, fencing ministry. And he said the same questions. I said to him, no, I'm, I'm a Christian. He said, he's English. Well, by the way, he's a white English guy. And he said, but I'm a Muslim. I said, ah, wow, that's a great opportunity to be in your house. I'm a privileged to work for you. So we have many opportunities to reach out to Luton more than ever. And now the street ministry is going every Saturday. You are welcome to join us and we can make a difference in the society. Four years ago, Arabic guy, he took my telephone number in the street. And then I lost his telephone number. I couldn't contact with him. And I found one day he's ringing me. I said, Yusuf, do you remember me? 
We met in Lut in the street. I said to him, Amar, I don't know. I, I can't remember you, but I met many people. He said, no, no, I met with you and I like to talk with you. Four years, we never talk. He called me. He lives in Dunstable. I went there. He was broken completely. I said, wow, four years he kept my telephone number. I went to Dunstable, having a coffee with him in the time was opening, and it was broken heart. I walked the journey with him, meeting with him every week. He's calling me every day. He said, I lost my hope in this pandemic. I lost my everything. I lost my job. I have nothing. I want to give up. I want sometimes to kill myself. I said, no, 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 no. This is the God's plan. Walking with him the journey. Walking in the fields in Dunstable. And I remember I put my hand around him. And he said, can I pray for you? I prayed for him. He received Jesus. And we hugged each other. In that time, we put masks, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Arabic culture, no problem. You can hug, but with masks as well. So... So it is, it is great to see the difference in the life of the people. This man today, he said, wow, thank you for your standing with me. I said, no, don't say that. Thanks God. Because God, after four years, this is the plan of God. Four years you are contacting me now. It is in God's plan. I'm walking him with the journey. And I can see big smile came to his face after we met. Many things are changing in his life. He got the job again, and his life is restored. Oh, how great when you see something like that happen. To walk the journey with the people. And I can tell you stories after stories about many things like that happening. The time is not enough to do that. But we are privileged to be in Luton. And this is the time, golden time, for the church to reach out. I think I leave the time for Bev right now. We have another type of ministry with the North Africa and Middle East. As we are responsible about North Africa and Middle East ministry, we see many people's lives transformed. For example, this is the discipleship school in Tunisia. I travel to Tunisia, to Morocco, to Algeria, to Egypt. In that time, when we did this discipleship school, 10 people got baptized. God is doing a great job in the North Africa because people are hungry for the trees. People are suffered from what they're living there, as you know, the life there. This is the second one. It's a house. It is a discipleship school in Turkey. All these people are Kurdish background. How privileged to serve these people, sitting together, reading the Bible, the lady with the cover, she was the leader of the worship. It's great to see these people coming to Christ and God changing their life. Year before, we were in Morocco. 15 people got baptized. Most of them young people coming to Christ. It is a great opportunity that people today in the Middle East and North Africa, they can see dreams and vision. God is revealing himself dreams and vision. Maybe in Western you didn't believe in dreams and vision. But there are many people. One day, one guy, 
who is writing to me, he said, Yusuf, I had a dream. I was in my field with my dad, and I can see a snake running after me. And I'm running, and the snake running after me. And said, anybody can help me? Anybody can help me? He's shouting. And he said, suddenly, someone came with the white jilbab, and he killed the snake. And I asked him, who are you? You helped me, you killed the snake. He said, I am Jesus. I came to help me because you are shouting for help. Since that, this guy started to do a correspondence Bible course with us. Dreams and vision. People, God is talking today. God is revealing himself today. I was in Egypt as well a few years ago, sitting in the coffee shop, eating with someone sitting in front of me. I asked him, Hi, how are you? I was going, I like to talk with the people. I'm a person, blah, 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 talking all the time. It's good. If you be evangelist, you like to talk. God using many gifts in your life. Just you can share your testimony, what happened in your life. You didn't have to be, go to the biblical seminary to do all this studying. No, 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 no. In your place, just share your testimony. Share what is in your heart. That's it. And I said to him, hi, how are you? How's it going? Anyways, big story. He said, you know, Yusuf, I was in my home country one day. And had a dream as well. A big mango tree. He's from Africa. And when we shake this mango tree, all the mango coming. And I take this mango fruits and I try to eat it. And his soul is bitter. What this dream meaning? Anyway, he was searching for the truth. He was ready in that time to give his life to Jesus in the restaurant. People are ready. We need to go to the street because we pray, me and Matthew and others. Lord, send the hungry people, Lord, today. Send, Lord, the thirsty people for the truth. People are searching for the truth. I remember in Spain as well, when we were working in Spain for 14 years between North African people, I met with a guy in the bank. I said, hi, hi, Pedro, is Spanish. We're reaching out to many people, to different people, to different nations. We are not focusing on one group because the word of God for all over the world. Anyway, it's a long story. Talk with Pedro. And Pedro, he was Catholic, but he was ready to receive the truth. We started a Bible course together every week. And Pedro today, one of the servants of God in Spain. This day is just last week. A guy, an Arabic guy from lives in Germany. He's been contacting with me. He's been a, a, a Christian for one year, but not understand everything. You don't expect the people to be when they're Christian. They understand everything. They come and gradually, little by little. And we started just last week a Bible course. And he said, Yusuf, I want to teach you guys. You are a Christian background. You don't understand how Jesus suffered in the cross. I'm doing deep studying. Jesus suffered strong suffering in the cross. And he's doing this studying about it. By the way, today is the Easter day in the Middle East. Happy Easter for the Middle East and North Africa. <laughs> so all the churches are celebrating today in the Middle East. So... To be missionary, you didn't need to be well prepared. 
To be a missionary, you didn't need to be well-educated. To be a missionary is just only obedience. To obey what the word of God is saying. This girl of Naaman, Syria, just she proclaimed the good news. To be a missionary, you didn't need to have all these excuses. I'm not educated. I didn't study. I'm not like Yusuf. I'm not talking. Just, you know what? Some missionaries, they go to Morocco. What they are doing there? Only to pray. That's it. They go around the town. Their mission job is to go to the street and pray for the streets and pray for the town and release the people spiritually. This is their mission. You didn't have to be have all this well prepared. Just pray with the people. Hug the people. Love the people. People are broken inside. We can see as many of them. Big smile from outside. But when you sit with them, they are really broken. So God is calling us to reach out to these people. Two guys in Morocco, uh, two guys in Tunisia last week. You know what happened with them? They are new believers. They've been rejected from their family. They kicked them out from the house. And what happened? They rented a small room together. And they feel the rejection of the family. So when these people, they are separate from the society, separate from the family. They need the church to hug them, to bless them, to love them. And many people are waiting for you today. Many people are waiting for the church today to proclaim the good news. Because we have the whole truth. And if we hide the truth, what about all these people dying every day? And this is what God said to Jeremiah. Jeremiah, I will ask from you the blood of these people. God gave us this responsibility in this earth. For how long we will live? 60 years, 70 years, 80 years? And people are worrying. They wanted to build their kingdom for the kids, for the children. But said, Lord, I want to build your kingdom. Let your kingdom be done. Not let my kingdom be go. And let my, your kingdom to come. To Luton. Because the word of God cover all the earth. And this is, I am privileged that, can you imagine? Church in Jordan, small church in Jordan. Send me, pay me to come to Britain. Can you believe that? but because this is God's miracle. And this is what God said to Abraham. Go! He said, Abraham, where am I going? What about my family? Go to this land. I don't know this land. I've never been before. But go. And the church needs to be obedient these days. To obey what God is telling us to do. And the rest, he will prepare it for us. Money, houses, kids, he will take care of all these details. Amen. Hallelujah, church. God is good. Amen. I will leave the time with Bev now. Thank you. come. Jesus is risen. He's risen indeed. <laughs> so um, I just want to now um, tell you a little bit about what else we do. So that's kind of our ministry here for us based in Luton. Um, <clears throat> as Yusuf said, 
Um, we came to Luton six years ago. Before that, we were 14 years in Spain working amongst North Africans. Um, and before that, we were in Jordan. So I went to Jordan um, as, a, well, what was I, in my early 20s um, and um, lived there for eight years. I met Yusuf I'm in my seventh year there and we got married and then we were sent to Spain. Um, two years ago, after being back here for about four years, um, we were asked to be leaders for um, our field in the Middle East. Um, so on the map, you should be able to see um, the countries that we are involved in at the moment, the countries where we've got teams, the red ones, the ones that Yusuf and I are responsible for, the blue ones, um, somebody else's. They're a little bit mixed up in terms of regional regions. But, um, so we're responsible for teams in, in Jordan, in Egypt, in Chad, and in northern Iraq, and Ethiopia. Um, so our responsibility, you know, is to, to lead them, to guide them, to meet with them, um, and to try and grow our teams out there as well. Um, such a privilege, such a privilege to be able to go. Obviously, we've not been for um, a while now, but um, <clears throat> it was such a privilege, it's such a privilege to be involved in that work, even from here. Um, this is our... Um, team or part of our team uh, in Jordan when we were there last time we had our field conference there that we led um, and then our team in Chad um, and I was there with them a couple of Christmases ago um, one of the things about our, our aims as a movement is that um, when local people are raised up and involved then we leave the mission in their hands because they're much better at it than we are. So our team in Chad is um, five families and two um, single people who are all Chadians um, at the moment and they're reaching out and raising up more people to send into other nations. Um, so it's amazing. Um, so we want to invite you again look, to be involved with what we are doing um, so invitation to come out on the streets with us on a Saturday. Um, everybody is welcome. You don't have to have any, any qualifications, as Yusuf said. I'm always terrified when I go out. It never changes, even though I've been doing it for years. I stand there and I have to make myself go and talk to people. I, we did, I did it yesterday. walked around a little bit before I got up my courage. Um, and then met, met a lovely uh, Moroccan lady... Um, who I shared the gospel with. Um, strategic prayer walking in Luton. We would love to take people out praying around our streets um, and seeing um, God move in our town. Um, if you would like to join with us in prayer, um, you can sign up to receive our prayer letter so you get more information or our prayer letters from our, our teams as well so that you can pray for them and be involved with that. Um, from time to time, World Horizons does an information day, the UK team here. Um, we will let you know when they're coming up, and you're very welcome to join in those and find out a little bit more about what we do. We do normally do them face-to-face, -face and it's over a weekend, but at the moment they're online. Um, we have done training before in church, but we would like to do it again, just to um, 
encourage people and give you um, some tools to be able to reach out. Because most of what goes on, it's not about that Saturday special day. It's about that colleague. It's about your neighbour. It's about the the people that you meet in your everyday life. Um, That is um, where most of it is done. And if we can do anything to support you and encourage you in that, then we would like to do that. Um, We will, once restrictions are changed, we will be inviting people to come with us overseas on short-term trips again. I know one group went to Spain with Yusuf a couple of years ago. Um, We would love to take you and give you that experience of seeing what it's like to reach out in a different culture. Um, And also to to encourage our teams. We would love you to be able to actually get to know our teams and then be able to pray and support them um, effectively. Um, And if you you want to be involved in financial support... um, that is also something else that um, is re- we really need, um, both for us in travelling, but then um, also for our different projects we've got in our teams. And from time to time, we, we may bring those to your attention so that you can give to those. People have given in the past, and it's been fantastic. So just a great um, invitation to you. If you've got any other ideas of things you'd like to do, we would love to hear from you. Um, didn't work. Um, If you want any more information, um, you can contact admin at lcf.biz and they will then get in touch with us if there's anything that we need to do to contact you while we're still all mostly online. Um, And if you want to find out more about World Horizons, um, you can go onto the website www.worldhorizons.co.uk. And I think that's it. So thank you so much. Thank you for having us. It's been such a privilege. Come on, let's really give it up for Bev and Yusef. Thank you so much for that word and for that information. You're amazing. You know what? Yeah, let's stand to our feet. Come on. Let's keep, let's keep applauding. You know what I love? Through this whole pandemic, you have stayed steadfast. You have kept going and just bringing it into your day-to-day life going about your business, telling people about Jesus. I've been told, Yousef, that you can never just go to the doctors without holding them for conversations. Us British people, we're in, we're like, can you have a look at this? And you don't want to take too much time up. Yousef takes up room. <laughs> and you know what? We're going to take up room here in Luton and beyond. Amen? Amen. Come on, let's just pray for this couple because I think you're so awesome. And I loved what you said. You said it's like a privilege, it's a privilege to be in Luton. You know, isn't that right, church? It's a privilege to be wherever you are watching. God has placed you there for a purpose. And it's a privilege to have you two in our home. In our, This is home for you and you're part of our family. And that's a privilege. And I cannot wait to see what God is going to do in this next season. So I just pray right now a blessing upon this couple that Lord you will come in power that for every person that comes their way that you would give them the words to speak that you will send many people to them as they go out past their comfort zone to teach and to just tell their story and tell people about you Lord I pray just this week as they leave here there will be divine encounters like never before I pray for the teams that they are attached to Lord that you will bless them that because of this couple Lord I thank you for them and I just ask that today as a church we would be that family that get behind them and get involved with what you're doing in Jesus name Amen come on last time let's give it up for these guys
I'm going to ask the band to come back because we are going to do a bit of praise before we leave this place. But I, I just, I found that so great. You know, you can get in touch with us and get in touch with Yousef and Bev to find out even more information. But you know, isn't it great? Not only are they preaching the gospel to people but you know you have teams in Chad in Jordan all over the, the over the world people that you are pastoring not only do you do that but you're going out every single week speaking to people and teaching people how to speak English and like language schools are coming out of this guy so I just I just love it I love it there's so much there and so church we can partner with this and we can get behind this um, and I can't wait to see what is going to happen in this season but are you ready to do some worship as we leave so are you guys ready I was waiting yeah you took give me a wink thank you very much Liz haven't they been incredible today first day back first day back in the house thank you father for our worship team I'm going to hand over to you guys